I'm Kevin Boyd, and this is But Wait, There's More. It's a conversation show about things we're thinking about, things we care about, and things that are important to the life and the culture of the people of Legacy Church in Plano, Texas. Uh, Today, we're talking about a theme that we're doing a couple times each season called, Do You Even Know Me, Man? I added the man. Uh, We just realized that this last few years, we've had a lot of new people come into Legacy Church to be a part of our family and add to that the craziness of the last couple of years. And the reality is there are a lot of people who are a part of the same church who just don't have a lot of understanding or or relationship with Mm. folks because we're all kind of new. And the world's been nuts. And so today, uh, we're going to talk with a friend, get to know him better, learn to love him a lot more. I have Brandon Wash with me today. Hey, Brandon. Hey, everybody. Brandon has served as Legacy Student Pastor since February of 2020. First question, Brandon, was February of 2020 the best time ever to start a new job? Uh, that's a great question to end this podcast on. No, okay. No, <laughs> uh, no. You know, honestly, it's 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 twofold. Yes, at the same time, no. Um, obviously, because as soon as I started and moved my books into the office, the world ended and everything shut down. Yes. Um, but a couple of good things came out of that is because we were members of the church for years beforehand. Uh, it man, it was so beneficial to us to have already known our students and our families uh, right. from serving with them over the years. And so um, there was no process of having to try to start new relationships when you couldn't see people because yeah. we already knew them, so, which was really awesome. But uh, also, they, uh, they tell you when you go into a new job not to change everything on day one. Well, everything changed like week three, so it gave me like <laughs> full autonomy to just go for it and really uh, make something special out of what we've got going on. I think what you did during the quarantine period where everyone was quarantined was amazing. A lot of, uh, a lot of churches talked about the difficulty of student and kids ministry during mm-hmm. that season, mm-hmm. uh, but you constantly were taking student ministry to students, mm-hmm. making visits mm-hmm. to homes and dropping things off at, mm-hmm. at the front of their house and, and waving at them and wow. then putting out <laughs> lots of content. Here's a free t-shirt. <laughs> just throwing yeah. it at the door. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, you know, it's kind of ding-dong dash. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, but uh, I, I loved how immediately you were thrown the greatest challenge challenges, mm. and you just curved. You mm. went with it, and it was awesome. Uh, let me ask you this. Talk to me about student ministry today. How's it yeah. going, and and what is fun in student ministry? What's working well? What do you wish the church knew mm. about legacy student ministry, if they didn't know? Um, uh, one word comes to mind when I think of what are, what's happening in student ministry now, and it's God. Like, uh, 100%, uh, what God is doing in the lives of our students and families has just been um, outrageous and incredible, honestly. Um, I, I can't take any credit for it. I have to give all of it to God. Um, we are growing very, very much uh, numerically. Um, we are seeing droves of students. Every, each week we're putting out new chairs because we've run out of room. That's great. Um, it, it's just been incredible to see how many students are interested to come not only learn more about the Word, but kind of build relationships with each other and build those friendships um, with, with their peers, uh, but also to see them take ownership of their faith. We've seen a lot of students over the last year um, step up and kind of like kick me to the curb and uh, like <laughs> teach. Um, yeah. Like we'll give them a, a lesson to run with and a Bible passage to run with and they'll oh, jump up great. and they'll teach. 
Um, our student worship band continues to lead worship where I'm, I'm just kind of in the background playing guitar, helping, you know, helping stuff move forward, but they have taken leadership and ownership of it, uh, ownership of it all. Um, and so it's been really cool to see how they have not only accepted who they are in Jesus, but now they're taking it and making it their own, uh, as they move forward and as they grow up. And so, um, and just first off, thank you to this church and, uh, everybody for the support of our student ministry. It's, uh, man, it's been incredible to see what God's doing. Well, it's been cool. A couple of things I've noticed is one, uh, we've we've begun reaching the neighborhood that we yeah. live in yeah, yeah. in a new way. And some of that was you guys met outdoor throughout mm-hmm. the summer on mm-hmm. the volleyball court mm-hmm. and played loud music and gave out free food. <laughs> and those are two keys. Staples of students. <laughs> yeah. And so you had people just coming from the neighborhood yeah. and joining in, yeah. and they've moved from the volleyball court into... Mm-hmm student worship and mm-hmm. small groups and things, which is Absolutely. amazing. Absolutely. And that's exciting mm-hmm. to see that take place. And it seems like God continues to supply mm-hmm. good partners in ministry for you and, and people yeah. to come around beside you and invest in students' lives. So Absolutely. good and season. To build on that, some of those students that just came because they heard loud music and wanted free food, now their families are coming on Sunday mornings to oh, services, great. and several of them are serving in kids' ministry too. So yeah. it's like... What is happening? This is so cool. So, That's awesome. Yeah, it's been well, good really, work. Really awesome. Okay, so t- the show today is more about you than yep. what you're doing. Well, for sure. So for we're sure. going to play a game. Okay. And it's a word association game, basic word association. I'll give you a word. Okay. You tell me the first word that comes to mind. Tacos. Wait, yes. what? No, oh, we'll, okay. that, not lunches later. <laughs> and I'm interested okay. in tacos Ooh, today. Okay, hey. Always interested in tacos. Nice. But I'll give you a word. You give me back the first word that comes okay. to mind. Here's the, the key is whatever words I'm giving you are in some roundabout way going to come back to something in your life, something I know about you, something I I think it would be fun for people to know Mm -hmm. about you. We'll do five rounds. I'll give you a word. You give me a word. I'll ask you a question. You talk about your life. Sound good? Sounds good. You in? Yeah. All right. Round one. Here we go. (laughs) The first word for word association is hoverboard. Oh, Marty McFly. Okay. Yeah, best movie ever. <laughs> yeah, so I pick each of these words because they have something to do with your life, and Back to the Future is your favorite movie it is. of all time. It is. Your office is decorated with paraphernalia. <laughs> yes, it is. From Back to the Future. <laughs> yes. So here's the, the actual question is, what are your top three favorite movies? Oh. And you can't say Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> Can I lump Back to the Future as one yes. whole package? Yes. Okay, so obviously Back to the Future trilogy is one whole package okay. for me. Um, man, top three movies. Uh, I would have to go with Jurassic Park. Oh, good choice. I mean, that's just foundational. Like, being a kid in the movie theater and watching a T-Rex on screen, like, rah, yeah. like oh, yeah, super That's cool. a top five for me, Yeah, all time. 100%. Um, and then... I would have to go uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> like, <laughs> that might be a deep track for some people. I don't know if everybody would know that movie. Were we talking the first one, right? The very, Excellent very first Adventure. one, yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah, the second one was a little weird. but uh. Yeah, I, I remember watching the second one, oddly, in a tent in my backyard. Yeah. And we had brought a cord from inside the house, a power cord, to try to get out there. That's and awesome. not a great movie. And there's a hot debate right now between Patrick and I over is the third movie good or not. Mm. What do you say? Better than the second one, okay. not as good as the first. I think it falls right in the middle. Good answer. I'm with yeah. it. Yeah. All right, <laughs> round two. The word is football. 
Mm, Dallas Cowboys. I knew that would be your answer. You love the Dallas Cowboys. God loves the Dallas I'm, Cowboys. God, <laughs> I'm not going to speak for, okay, for our, our almighty Lord right now, but but if you are so bold to do so, why do you love the Cowboys? Oh, uh, and I mean, we grew up yeah. uh, in an era when cow- the Cowboys were awesome. They were mm-hmm. great. We mm-hmm. won a lot. Mm-hmm. They were charismatic and fun. That was a long time ago. <laughs> well, that's an issue of perspective, first okay. off. First off. <laughs> okay. But taking it back, the reason I'm a staunch Dallas Cowboys fan is because my dad was a big right. Dallas Cowboys fan, and his dad was a big Dallas Cowboy fan. So it's kind of like family tradition of rooting for the Cowboys over the years and uh, and watching Cowboys games with my dad as a kid, learning about what football was and what he was so excited about to watch back when they were you know, winning championships. Yeah. But... Uh, and then nowadays, you know, continuing to like uh, watch the games, even though uh, we don't live in the same city my parents live in anymore, I'm still on the phone most of games with my dad of like, did you oh, see that? Great. Oh my gosh. Uh, and and he talking like fantasy football trash of like, I can't believe our quarterback threw an interception <laughs> this week, you know, but, uh, but I do take issue with that they aren't fun and exciting anymore because okay. they are very fun and exciting. But they are also horribly miserable at the same time. So. Yeah. This season's going okay. Yeah, it's We're going good. We're having some fun it's this year. Good. Talk to me about your dad. You yeah. have a close relationship with your dad. I you do. took on love for the Dallas Cowboys from mm-hmm. your dad. Mm-hmm. Your dad is in ministry yep. as well. Um, what are some ways that your dad has really impressed upon you things about who you are or how you mm-hmm. view the world? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, for those that don't know, like Kevin said, my dad is in ministry. He's a he's a pastor, and before that, he was a youth pastor. Yeah. Um, and so, growing up as a kid, I literally to this day, some of the older folks in my dad's church still give me a hard time about it. But I was the youth pastor's kid that was hiding under the computer table in the back <laughs> while somebody was running projectors. You slides. were Riley. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was Riley back back in the day. So. It's it's cool to see her do that same thing now. Uh, but like that was me, like always soaking in um, what he was doing in his ministry and with his students um, and how much even to this day, his students just think so highly of him. Yeah. Um, he'll have students come and visit their church and be like, man, hey, do you remember me? It's like, of course I remember <laughs> you. And, um, to see how it's such a great relationship he has with his church and with people that he's ministered to in the past. Um, I mean, it's it's goals for, for anyone yeah. in ministry to, to have that longevity, but also to have that influence. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And okay, so I've got to meet your parents yeah. both. So your, your dad, major mm-hmm. influence. Your mom also mm-hmm. is recently, in the last couple of years, last year and a half, she's become a published author. She has, yeah. What's her book? Plug it here. Somebody um, listens, they can go find it. She's actually got two now. I mean, oh, she awesome. is like churning them out. Um, uh, she's got multiple books. One's called A Bid for Eternity. Uh, okay. You can buy it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all the major real right. sellers. Tell her, real her name retailers. so that we can find it. Uh, Tina Wash, okay. W-A-S-H. Um, and then she's got a second one. Uh, that just came out uh, called Make a Joyful Noise. Awesome. Um, the first one's about uh, a bid for eternity, uh, trusting God with your future and with your faith, knowing that he's got everything uh, that you could ever want or ever need. All we have to do is just trust him and have faith in who he is and what his plan is for our life. Awesome. And, and Make a Joyful Noise is about when the Cowboys are winning. That's exactly what it's so. about. It's a it's a um, biography about me and my dad. Okay. No. <laughs> so the t- yeah. Tina Wash on Amazon, yes. we can find yes, good literature absolutely. written by your mom. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Next word. Word association. I give you a word. You throw one back at me. Here we go. The word is TikTok. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Does that count? Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh 
I'm I'm sorry, students. I'm gonna say lame. Okay, <laughs> okay. I'm surprised. Yeah, no, I I love social media. I, I really do. I use it every day. Yeah. Um, TikTok was one of those things that was past my time. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I I I'm not a huge fan of all the like. 10 second dances and and the things that TikTok has let, become. No, let me let me get you <laughs> yes, on this though okay. because here's the reason I said TikTok. <laughs> though I didn't I didn't think you had a TikTok. I yeah. think I'm correct about correct. that. Not one I know of sure. at least or you'll admit to. But you are famous for taking internet challenges and are the king of memes <laughs> and turning them around on the student ministry. That is true. That is true. And in one it's a lot of fun to watch you mm. do these challenges. Mm. My favorite was the one where they had the milk crate challenge <laughs> and and people had them stacked and you just had one. I had one. And <laughs> it was amazing, okay? <laughs> Here's the reason I, I bring this up. You, one of the things I love about you and admire about you is you know how to have fun mm. and, and how to do it the right way where it, it includes others mm. and it's not at others' expense, mm. um, but fun is something that marks who I know you to be. Mm. What's the place of fun in ministry and in student ministry specifically? Ooh. It's it's hard to narrow it down to just a single thing. Um, I I think what's most fun for me is to see when students are excited about something. Okay. Um, I mean, the, student ministry is, and I, and I don't think it's bad to say this, is like a mini church in and of itself. Sure. I mean, it's it's worship, it's missions, it's event-driven, it's it's teaching, it's Bible study, it's small groups, it's all of these things compacted into one, and there's so much planning and work that goes into the details behind the scenes. And, and I mean, you know this, and everybody would agree, when you, when you really put your heart and soul into something, and then nobody cares about it after the fact, yeah. it, it's, it's gut-wrenching, you know, like it, it kind of breaks your heart a little bit. Um, but I think what is most fun for me is to see how excited students get at something we do, even if it's something as simple as, hey, we bought 200 chicken strips from Raising Cane's, who can eat the most, you know? <laughs> yes. uh, or or uh, you mentioned earlier going out and hanging out in the back parking lot during the summer, um, just playing sand volleyball, um, how competitive and excited our students got to where they were making up their own rules and making their own teams and right. uh, and just being present in the moment. I, honestly, I think that's what's the most fun for me. One of the things that happens as we grow up is we forget how to have fun. Mm. And um, something I, I've told life group leaders in the past mm-hmm. is if you're not committed to having fun together as a life group, you mm-hmm. won't have a life group for very long. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> People need it. Yeah. And in the, I think maybe the thing that we do is we only look at one side of the coin when it comes to God and mm-hmm. to life with God. We look at the sober, serious side. God is mm-hmm. who he is, and he has given us things to be and do in this Mm -hmm. world, and Mm -hmm. so we need to be and do those things. Mm -hmm. But we ignore the other side of the coin that our God, if you read the Bible, He delights in His people. There's a lot of language about singing and dancing Mm -hmm. and and celebrating, and Mm -hmm. and I think that maybe we have often missed the boat Mm -hmm. when we've taken life and ministry so seriously that we Mm -hmm. forgot to have fun. Mm -hmm. One of the keys, I think, to your student ministry growing these days is is you're in all the right ways. Mm -hmm. Um, you're bringing fun into 
discipleship. It's part of your discipleship. And so I love that about how you do ministry here. So you can't tell me that God doesn't have a sense of humor. Uh, like I, I'm a That's firm right. believer that he does, and like have, like sarcasm like to, usually. Oh is yeah, hundred percent. Go to. I like to think of like when Jesus is walking up to the <laughs> boat, and like he's like, "Peter, come out to me." Like <laughs> this is not going to end well for you, but it's going to be a teachable moment, you know. Like I just yeah, yeah he, you can't tell me he doesn't have a sense of a sense of humor. All right, here's the next word. This would be a quick one. The word is Jeep. Ooh. Um, cult. <laughs> okay. What is that the name of your Jeep? Uh, no. Okay. So you have a Jeep. Yeah. Uh, what is the color, official color of uh, your I'm Jeep? Not, I'm not going there. I don't know uh, how it's, to describe it. It's teal. <laughs> okay. We'll call it in the teal family. We'll call it teal. Yeah. And, and what it, do you have a name for your Jeep? What's I the do. pronoun? I is do. it a, a he or she? And is what's the name? Uh, it is a it is a he. And okay. uh, my Jeep's name is Maui. Maui. Um, it, it comes from having a four year old daughter who loves Moana. And so yeah. uh, I was like, you know what? Let's name the Jeep Maui. So anytime I drive by somebody in traffic, I'm be like, you're welcome. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love uh, it. But yeah, no, on, I'd say I'd say Colt because Jeep is the only car that I've ever had that came with friends and a whole subculture with it. Um, it. And you know this because you've had a Jeep in the past. Like when you buy a Jeep, you immediately have to wave at every other person that's driving a Jeep. You're in a family now. Yeah, exactly. And there's, uh, I mean, there's endless community groups that Mm -hmm. are all about Jeep stuff. Um, Guys get together and swap Jeep parts and pieces of their cars and they're like, hey, I like that. Well, hey, I like yours. And okay, let's swap. And And my cool points (laughs) just went up like by, by five because you mentioned exactly. that I used to have a Jeep. Yeah, exactly. So I, yeah. I appreciate the Your drop tires there. were bigger than mine. So <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one, last round. The word is mayonnaise. Disgusting. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you want to tell the mayonnaise knife story from Subway or should I? Oh, my I think gosh. I should tell the really? story. Oh, my gosh. Because there was a day that you and Dustin and I were at Subway getting sandwiches. Thanks for coming to the podcast. We were done. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you were third in line. And as we went through the line, uh, you you were very particular in how you made your sandwich. I want more of this. No, no, a little more of that. No, less of that. Can I have some more of that, please? <laughs> no, don't put that on my sandwich. And then when they went to cut your sandwich, you noticed that they were going to cut your sandwich with the same knife that they had used to put mayonnaise on someone else's sandwich. <laughs> and you screamed violently at Hold the sandwich on. artist and said, Stop it! Right there, buddy! Do not <laughs> cut my sandwich with that mayonnaise knife. How dare you? It's amazing how the story has grown more and more ridiculous. I tell it how I remember it. That is exactly <laughs> <laughs> Dustin producing okay, today okay. backs in, me up. In my defense, half of that was probably true. But at the end, yeah, it was there true. was so much stuff on the sandwich in front of mine that the guy's hands were literally dripping with ingredients and sauces and everything <laughs> else. And then he reaches for mine with his disgusting knife that is also dripping mm. to cut my sandwich. And I, I like what I like, and that's not what I like. No excuse so, for bad I'm manners, sorry. Brandon. No excuse I, for bad uh, manners. Yeah, all right. Okay, I, I tipped. Let so. me let me move from here. I want to I dive deeper into yeah. the etymology of Brandon Wash, kind of what makes you tick and what makes you who you are. Sure. Um, can you tell me about a key moment in your life that you think in some way has set the course for your life or how you view yourself and the world, how you do life? Mm-hmm. In other words, is, are, is there a defining moment that mm-hmm. you can easily think of in your life? Um, you know, I would have to say my call to ministry. Uh, growing up in a Christian home with a dad who was a pastor, um, it wasn't ever like a second thought of like, 
oh, maybe I should go into full-time ministry. Maybe I should be a pastor like my dad. Um, growing up, you know, I like I said, I, I liked what I liked, and I, I had plans for what I wanted to do with my life. And uh, when I got to college, God kind of... Um, well, not kind of. He really like very directly said, "Hey, everything you've got planned, I've got better stuff planned." Um, and it was something that I fought uh, I fought against a lot. It was something that I pushed back on, and and honestly led to multiple years of uh, confusion and lack of um, lack of employment and and other things that because I was pushing against what I felt God was calling me to do, and and it finally clicked one day um, that His plans were better than my plans, mm. and that what I wanted. He wanted tenfold more for me uh, and through me. And so when I finally accepted that and realized that my life is not my own, my life belongs to God, and if I give that over to Him, if I trust Him with it, it's going to be way better than anything that I can come up with or anything that I can dream up or anything that I want to accomplish. His stuff is always going to be better. That's great. Is that the defining moment? Are there is there Are there other things that you go... Okay, so this really changed the way I view things or my personality. It drove it. You know, I, I feel like this is the part where like the flashback music comes on. Yeah. <laughs> we can get that right. Okay. We can get that drop down, I'm sure. Right here. Okay, no. cool. Uh, no, you know, honestly, I think, it, I think it's a series of moments. Um, not to get too long-winded, but... Uh, growing up in a Christian home with with a dad who is a pastor and and a mom who was uh, a a a avid volunteer in every church that we had ever been a part of, um, it, it was going to college and meeting a girl who's now my wife that challenged me to not only be a better man but a better stronger Christian. Uh, it was accepting that my life wasn't my own but it, that it belonged to God. Um, it, it you know it. I tell this to a lot of people, you see all these doors in your life of doors you want to walk through and doors that you're like pounding on for yeah. God to open. And none of them, none of the doors that are closed make sense until you walk through the doors that are supposed to be open to you. Because uh, you can look back and be like, okay, I, I understand kind of what God was doing in that moment. It's hard to understand why you're screaming in the hallway, like, let me in, like, do this. This is exactly what I wanted. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense until you've gone through the door that God wanted you to go through, um, that his plan was always going to be something that's perfect, no matter what. No matter how much you scream and cry and throw a fit in the hallway, his stuff is always going to be perfect. Perfect as in no troubles, or perfect as in... Perfect as in exactly where you need to be. Tons okay. of troubles. Okay. There's tons tons and troubles. Um, but perfect as in... Um, he's never going to leave you alone to figure it out on your own. Okay. So. Right, let, let me talk about the troubles with you for a minute. Yeah. What has been a challenge, or even a recent challenge, mm. to your identity, to mm. how you view yourself and do life? And how did you face mm. that, that challenge or that struggle? You know, I've always struggled, um, I've always struggled with identity, and I think it, it really comes down to uh, is oftentimes I've let my identity be defined by my reality or circumstances in the moment. Um, not uh, understanding that my identity is in far some, something far greater uh, than just the struggles or the hardships uh, in the mm -hmm. moment. And, you know, on, it took me a long time to, to realize that, that, you know, I mentioned being in the hallway or pounding on doors. Uh, it took me a long time to, to realize that my identity wasn't in that door that I was trying to walk through or what I thought was on the other side of the door, yeah. um, that my identity needed to be 
uh, trusting God in the hallway, trusting for what door he wanted me to walk through, uh, praising and worshiping him along the way, understanding that my identity should be found in him, not in the struggles that I found myself in from time to time. That's really helpful. Okay, so understanding you, mm-hmm. uh, we, we got a, a picture of some of your likes and dislikes, mayonnaise in particular, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and I have loved uh, learning from you over the past couple of years, this concept of in the hallway, mm-hmm. um, being who God has made you to be, recognizing who God's made you to be in the hallway before you enter through mm-hmm. the door of mm-hmm. opportunity. Mm-hmm. I, I think that is profound and incredibly important for people mm-hmm. to hear. So thanks for sharing that today. Absolutely. I think I hope people hear that and, mm-hmm. and begin on their own to ruminate on, mm-hmm. is my identity on uh, what I found inside this door? Mm-hmm or who I am without this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, that's huge. Absolutely. Uh, let me a- ask you one last question yep. for today. And this question I'm going to ask each time. I stole it from Annie Downs on her podcast. <laughs> that's how she ends with every guest. I think it's a fun question. The question is, what sounds like fun to you? Like anything right now, mm. your day is free, money is not an option, you can be anywhere doing anything. What sounds fun? Sitting on the beach in Hawaii. By yourself? No, with my family, with of your course. Family. Yeah. So maybe not be sitting, chasing a toddler around. Yeah. But yeah, being in Hawaii, like I, if you don't know this about me, I am an aspiring Hawaiian shirt guy. Mm-hmm. Like I just, that's what I want my Growing into that. Yeah. Okay. No, um, but yeah, we went to Hawaii one time and it was the best place I've ever been to. Um, and like I asked multiple times my family on the way back, I was like, we don't have to get on the plane and go home. You know yeah. this, right? Like we can just figure it out. I've got good there, news but. for you. Um, actually, get somebody outside the door right now with, with tickets to Hawaii yes. for you and your entire family. Yes. And, okay. and you're going to plant Legacy Hawaii. It's going to be awesome. Done. Yeah? Done. Done? Yeah. Okay, sorry. We don't have that. Okay, good. <laughs> Brandon, thanks for joining me today. This Absolutely. was fun. Uh, again, this is But Wait, There's More. It's a conversation show for the people of Legacy Church in Plano, mm-hmm. Texas. Thank you, Dustin, for engineering today and keeping us on track. Brandon for being with me and uh, we'll see you next time.